Welcome to the Rock Church Audio Podcast. We are so glad that you joined us today. Rock Church is located on Harrison Avenue between Mulford and Perryville Roads in Rockford, Illinois. Now let's join Pastor Jared with today's message. Hello, Rock Church family. So good to be bringing uh, the word to you today, and thank you for facilitating a service in your home. This morning we are going to uh, jump back into the 23rd Psalm, so would you turn there with me and uh, prepare to uh, read that together. I'm just looking forward to uh, re-engaging this psalm, and uh, as we prepare to do that, let's read it, and then we will pray for the remaining time that we have. David writes in verse 1, The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He makes me to lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside the still waters. He restores my soul. He leads me in the paths of righteousness for his namesake. And yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil. My cup runs over. And surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all of the days of my life. And I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Lord, we thank you for the richness of the 23rd Psalm. And Lord, as we begin to re-engage it today, and we look at verse 5, we pray that you would speak very clearly through your word. May the Holy Spirit minister, Lord God, to us, and may there be a spirit of revelation upon us as we look at those things that you have placed within the psalm. I ask, Lord, that each of us would be encouraged. I pray that we would be built up in you, strengthened, Lord God, and we ask, Lord, that you would illuminate the truth that is within, and anoint this time that we are sharing together. I pray your blessing, Lord God, upon each home and each person, Lord God, who is a part of this service today. And I thank you, Lord, for their faithfulness in uh, logging in and being a part of the service. So bless them, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. So as we return to the 23rd Psalm today, let me take a moment to help you remember where we have been and some of the things that we have most recently talked about. Our last look at the 23rd Psalm was in verse 4, which reminded us that life has dark valleys. And these valleys oftentimes consist of financial valleys, maybe where employment status changes or hours are cut or additional burdens come upon us and there's, there's a shadow that is cast upon our lives. Sometimes they're, they're medical valleys. We uh, experience an illness. We receive that phone call from the doctor. We have an uncertainty in front of us. And, and that brings us and leads us into a valley in this life. Sometimes there are relational valleys that we go through where we have walked for a time with a brother or a sister and There is disagreement that comes. There is strife that comes. There are things that strain the relationship and and we don't quite see how to reconcile. We don't 
fully understand how to put things back together. And that creates a burden and a difficulty and a challenge. Sometimes the, 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 the dark valleys of this life consist of things that are uh, just simply change or uncertainty. We never know what life is going to bring to us. And as we face those things and don't see the way through, there is a, a challenge and a difficulty that can come upon us. And in verse 4, David is reminding us of the reality that in this life, we will walk through dark valleys. But I want to remind us today that as we experience those seasons, David reminds us in verse 4 that we are not to to camp out in the valley and we are not to take up residence in the valley, but rather we are to be mindful of some things. We're to be mindful of the fact that the Good Shepherd will see us through. We're to be mindful of the fact that God is with us in those moments that when the dark shadows come upon us and we cannot see the next step ahead, we can be confident in the fact that God is with us in those moments. That's why David declares, you are with me. And I want you to be reminded today that God is with you. This is not just a David statement, but this is a child of God statement. We're to be mindful of the fact that The Good Shepherd leads us through life's dark valleys to a place of new provision in Him. In other words, when we make the Lord our shepherd, we can be confident in this. We can trust in Him to lead us through the valleys. We can be confident that He will get us to the place where we need to go. As I refreshed my own mind and heart with those realities today, I just said to myself, thank you, Lord, and amen. We are not alone. We have a shepherd. But now as we transition into verse 5, David begins to paint a different picture in regards to who the Lord is to him. It's a very subtle change. It's something that uh, you may not uh, readily notice, but as we transition from verse 4 to verse 5, David is no longer using the image of a shepherd, but rather he reveals that the Lord is also a host. He is a, a host who has invited us into his home, into his habitation, into his dwelling place. And what does every good host do? They invite, they welcome, they draw us in. And David is saying that is who the Lord is to us. He is not only a shepherd who will lead us, but he is a host who invites us into his habitation. And like every good host, the Lord invites us to receive and to experience the things that can only be found in him. So know this today. Know this today, Rock Church. One of the ways that the Good Shepherd leads us to a new place of provision in him is he invites us to partake in his life, in his goodness, in his abundance, and in his promises. 
And David is saying to us today, never forget that reality. The good shepherd is also a host who has extended an invitation to all who will come. So today as we look at Psalm 23 and the Lord is not only our good shepherd but also our host, I want you to hear the invitation of God that resonates through the Scriptures. And as we begin to jump into that, I want to address the mind and I want to address the heart because there are some things that I believe the enemy likes to plant within us that work to cause us to feel as though we are excluded from the things that God wants to invite us in to. We believe lies that would convince us that the good things that God has are not for me. And I want that to be cast down today as we look at verse 5. Because some of you believe this to be true, but you do not believe it to be for you. You know that God is good. You know that God has things in store for His children. You recognize the fact that God invites us to enter in to deeper and greater things in Him. But for some of you today, you do not believe that to be true for yourself. You feel forsaken. You feel forgotten. You feel disconnected. You feel all alone. You feel overwhelmed in this moment. In this time that we live in. And those voices that whisper into your ear have convinced you that the good things of God are not for you. And I say to those voices and to those things that want to convince you of those lies, cast those thoughts down today as we begin to look at the great invitation that God has revealed to us through His Scripture. I want you to be reminded today from the Word of God that the Lord is not far away, but rather He is the one who draws near. I want you to have this picture and this image in your mind of God that would recognize that Jesus left heaven and He came to earth. And His death on the cross, His resurrection on the third day, it satisfied the justice of God. It broke the power of sin and everything that separated us from Him. And because of that, His invitation to come is for you. It's an invitation that is extended to all that we might no longer be separated or have broken relationship with the Lord, but rather we would hear His invitation and we would come and we would draw near to Him. So cast down those things that want to convince you of any other truth and know today that our Lord is a host who has invited you into His dwelling and to abide in Him. And as the Scriptures reveal this about our Lord, here are some things that the Lord has extended to us as an invitation to know Him. The first one I want to remind you of today is that His invitation is to come if you are weary. Matthew 11, verses 28-30 through 30 say, Come to Me, 
all you who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and lowly in heart, and you will find rest for your souls, for my yoke is easy and my burden is light. The Scriptures reveal an invitation from the Lord for all who are weary to come to Him and find rest. And I believe that there are some of you watching today that need to enter into the rest of God. Burdens are heavy. Burdens are exhausting. They drain and they deplete the the, the resources that we have and they leave us feeling empty and the Lord says I do not want you to walk in that place I do not want that to be the experience of your life but I want you to know that I am the one who lifts the hands of those who are weary and I give them strength that verse reminded me today of kind of an experience that I had in my life that re, that, that, that that made very clear how how heavy burdens can be. How exhausting burdens can be. It goes all the way back to my teenage years. I believe I was about the age of 15. And, and I went on my first wilderness excursion. I went on a, on a Boundary Waters trip to the Minnesota-Canadian border with a bunch of other youth from the church and a couple of leaders. I believe there was about 8 to 10 of us on that trip and as we were getting ready to start that adventure the guide said okay when we get to portage everybody's got to carry something who's going to take a canoe who's going to take a tent pack you know who's going to carry these other supplies that we need and he said oh and by the way the heaviest thing to carry is the food pack food for eight to ten people for a week and he said who wants to take the food pack and in my mind, I said to myself, well, you know what? i got to get in shape for football season. I'll take the food pack. I thought it was a great idea until our first portage. first portage was not flat. It was, it was up a, a steep incline and kind of a hilly area. And I'm telling you, as I was putting one foot in front of the other, that food pack, every step just felt more and more heavy and burdensome but you see I you see I thought I was clever because one of the reasons why I chose the food pack was not just to get into football shape but it was because I recognized that after every meal that we ate it was going to get lighter but in the very beginning of that trip it was something that was rather burdensome and difficult to carry It began to exhaust me physically as we had long portages in the beginning of that trip. And it reminded me that burdens are exhausting, they're draining, they're depleting, and they oftentimes leave us feeling empty and wondering if we can go on. Now that was a physical burden. Jesus in Matthew 11 is talking about spiritual burdens. And this is what he says about our spiritual, 
burdens. He says, if we come to Him, if we accept His invitation, He promises to give us rest. He promises to be gentle as He ministers to us. In fact, Jesus said in another place in the Gospels that a bent reed He will not break and a smoldering flax He will not snuff out. It reminds us that as Jesus ministers to our soul, He gives us rest. He meets us where we are at. He lifts us up from that place where we find ourselves cast down. And He does so in a way that does not break us or snuff us out. But we have a part to play. Jesus says in Matthew 11 to take up His yoke. Reminding us that there are burdens that we take on before we know Him. And when we come to experience new life in Christ, there is an old way that is left behind and there is a new yoke that is tied to Him that is to be ours. And the importance of putting on that yoke is this. It helps us to learn from Him. You see, for the believer, the yoke of Christ is the only yoke that fits. Everything else is awkward. Everything else does not quit, fit quite right. Everything else just causes uh, an additional burden. But the yoke of Christ is one that causes us to learn from Him. Everything else competes and becomes burdensome. So if you are weary today, if you find yourself in a place where you feel your strength depleted, know that the invitation of the Lord is to come to Him. And when we do that, and we learn from Him, and we put on His yoke, He will give us rest, and He will minister to our souls. The invitation of the Lord to all of us is also this. Come if you are hungry and thirsty. John chapter 6, verses 33 through 35 say, For the bread of God is he who comes down from heaven and gives life to the world. Then Jesus' disciples said to him, Lord, give us this bread always. And Jesus said to them, I am the bread of life, and he who comes to me shall never hunger, and he who believes in Me shall never thirst. Are you hungry and thirsty today? Are you finding yourself in a place where you need to receive nourishment? You need new life. You need new strength. I want you to know today that the invitation of God to you is to come to Him if you are hungry and thirsty. You see, as believers and followers of Christ, we are called to feed on Jesus. He is the bread of life. His Word alone fills us and quenches our thirst. And Jesus says, come to Me if you are thirsty and hungry. This truth begs the question, what have you been consuming? What have you filled your life with? 
Because the only thing that satisfies is Christ Himself. But yet, we find ourselves under the temptation to try to be satisfied by other things. But the Word of God reminds us today that Jesus is the only one who can quench and satisfy our spiritual hunger and thirst. So what have you been filling your life with? Have you been filling your life with media? Have you been filling your life with news? Have you been filling your life with entertainment? Have you been filling your life with the opinions of man? And I want to tell you, each and every one of them are empty and unable to satisfy. But I know, my friends, that we find ourselves in those places and in those times where we have a void that needs to be filled. And the temptation is to turn to things that are outside of Christ. But as a child of God, you are called to turn to Him first. Because He and He alone is able to quench our thirst and to satisfy our hunger. You know, when sometimes we convince ourselves that I can consume other things and no one else will know. No one else will see. But I want to tell you today that I can tell what your spiritual diet consists of. I can tell what your spiritual diet consists, consists of by the things that you talk about, by the, things that the, the fruit that is produced in your life. The old adage from school is true even in our spiritual lives. You are what you eat. In church, I want to ask you the question today. What has your diet consisted of? And if you think you are in a good place, but the words that proceed from your mouth are not Christ-like, or the things that you have a passion for are outside of the kingdom, I call you to evaluation today. I urge you to ask the question, what have I been consuming? And I ask that question today because church, I have to remind us that Christ and Christ alone satisfies our hunger and quenches our thirst. But the temptation of the world is to believe that it can satisfy when only Christ and Christ alone can. And in this day and in this hour that we find ourselves, we must be mindful of the fact that we cannot fulfill our assignment in this hour if the name of Jesus is not on our lips. 
if the church is proclaiming something other than the Gospel, and Jesus Christ and Him crucified, resurrected on the third day, and coming again, we will not fulfill our assignment in this day. So if you are hungry and thirsty, recognize that He and He alone is the only one who can satisfy. And the invitation of the Scripture is this. Come to Him. Come to Him. Call on His name. Draw near to Him and He will draw near to you. I'll bring one more invitation from the Scripture that is given to all of mankind, and it's this. Come if you need forgiveness. Isaiah chapter 1, verse 18 says, Come now and let us reason together, says the Lord. Though your sins are like scarlet, they shall be as white as snow. And though they are red like crimson, they shall be like wool. Isaiah was writing these words to the nation of Israel. And Israel's reoccurring theme throughout the Old Testament was sin and then judgment and then restoration. In their wandering, God continually reached out that they might be restored to right relationship with Him. And like Israel, for us today, our sin separates us from God. It keeps us from the fullness and from experiencing the abundance of all that He wants to give His children. But in His mercy, God calls us to return to Him and when we accept His invitation, He cleanses us, He forgives us, and He restores us. And I want you to be reminded of that today. This is not an invitation that is just for lost sinners, but it is an invitation that we are called to live out and to walk out as we follow Him. Because there's a trap that we can fall into, church. And that trap is this. That minor things do not have a major impact. We can convince ourselves that, that things that nobody else knows about, that things that we can keep hidden, things that we can keep secret, are things that will not have a negative effect on my spiritual walk and journey with the Lord. When the reality is that every time we embrace sin, every time we justify sin, every time we allow it to remain at work in our lives in a hidden way, it separates us from the abundance and the goodness and the life that God wants to give. So the invitation of the Scripture is come if you need forgiveness. I urge you today, don't fall into the trap that would cause you to believe that minor things don't have a major impact. My 
thoughts were drawn back to that Boundary Waters trip that I've already made mention of as I thought about this point. So there was an event that took place on that trip that illustrates how minor things do have a major impact. And it began as we were concluding a portage and the members of the team that had the canoe with the tent packs began to relaunch and to join the group. And as they were loading their canoe, the packs that had the tents within them were dropped into the water. These young men made the decision to hide what had happened and to tell no one. And they thought that it would not be a big deal. But it was a big deal. Because our guide found out about the waterlogged tents at sunset as we arrived at our next campsite and began setting up camp. And everyone that night had to sleep in a wet canvas tent. And it was miserable. You see, the lie and the trap of the enemy tries to convince us of this. It's, it's a small thing in my eyes. It will take care of itself and it won't affect anyone else so I can ignore it or justify it. But the invitation of Jesus is this. Come to Me when you sin. Whether it be something big or whether it be something small. That's why Isaiah told the nation, reason with the Lord. That phrase, reason with the Lord, means to talk to Him and to receive His correction. Because it is then and only then that you will receive His forgiveness and His cleansing and His restoration. See, I'll never forget what the guide said when he found out about the tents that were soaked and waterlogged as the sun was setting upon a new campsite that we were trying to establish. He said to those two young men as they informed him of their error, if you would have just come to me, we could have fixed the problem and we all would have slept in dry tents tonight. If you would have just come to me, I would have fixed the problem, he said. And here's the reality for all of us in this life's journey. We can choose to dwell in a wet, waterlogged canvas tent. But the Lord has invited us 
into His dwelling place that is filled with the resources and the abundance of the things that are only found in Him. So my friends, we have a choice to make. And for some of you today, the Lord is calling you out of a wet, waterlogged canvas tent. And He's saying, come to Me. Reason with Me. Know My forgiveness. Know My restoration. Know My cleansing. Know the things that only I can provide the power to deliver you from in this life. So will you accept that invitation? And will you allow the Lord to, to, to deal even with the small things that have filled your heart? So that He can restore you and cleanse you and forgive you. And I want you to know what happens when we embrace and receive that invitation. Jesus doesn't just fix the problem, but He restores and He makes it better than new. And He and He alone is the one who can do that. Stop trying to fix the problem in your own power and come to Him so that you can know His power and ability to restore you and give you new life. So the Lord's invitation is to come if you are weary. It's to come if you are hungry and thirsty. It's to come if you need forgiveness. And that begs the question, how do we come? The Scriptures tell us to come boldly. Hebrews 4.16 says, Let us therefore come boldly to the throne of grace that we may obtain mercy and find grace to help in time of need. This word boldly means to come without reservation. It means to come with frankness and with full and open speech. In other words, coming boldly means I come as I am. And I confess my need before the throne of grace in the way that I know how. And as I bring those things to the Lord, I bring them with an expectation that He is going to hear my cry. He is going to meet me where I am. And He is going to lift me up. Because what we find at the throne of grace is mercy for the past and grace for the present and the future. So if you find yourself weary today, if you find yourself hungry and thirsty today, if you find yourself in need of forgiveness today, come to the throne of grace boldly and reason with the Lord. Share with Him your heart and your burden and your need so that you can know His mercy for the past and His grace for the present and the future. Our Lord is a host who invites us into these things.
So what happens when we accept the Lord's invitation and we come to Him? Well, Psalm 23 answers the question. Verse 5 says, You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies, and you anoint my head with oil. My cup runs over. Let's look at this together so that we can understand what happens when we accept the Lord's invitation. Because you see, the Lord is a host who invites us into His home and His habitation and His dwelling place. And when we accept that invitation, David says in Psalm 23, verse 5, that we eat from His banquet table and that He honors us before our enemies. See, God is a gracious host and He prepares a table for us that we might enjoy fellowship with Him. That we might enjoy His presence. And He supplies our every need with the bounty of His table. And He does so in the presence of our enemies. It's a unique picture to contemplate within our minds. Because from a natural perspective, when we are in the presence of our enemies, it is oftentimes a place of strife. It is often a foxhole kind of moment where we do not dine at a table that has been prepared with abundance, but rather perhaps we eat MREs, meals ready to eat, because we are in the presence of an adversary who might come after us at any given moment. And David says this, that for those who enter into the dwelling place of the Lord, there is a table of abundance that has been prepared for you in the presence of your enemies. And it is a picture unlike anything else that we are used to because only God can put us in that place. Where when we are facing adversity we have every resource that we need to nourish us and even though our enemies are gathered against us we have the peace of God because he is with us and he has authority over them and we are not sitting in a lonely foxhole on a front line somewhere but rather we are in the place where God's presence dwells and because of that David reminds us that when we accept the invitation of the Lord that he not only prepares a table in the presence of our enemies but he also fills our hearts with gladness he says you anoint my head with oil the scriptures give us a picture of a couple of different kinds of oil. One is an oil that was for priestly duty that was to anoint priests and to accomplish a spiritual purpose. And then there is this picture of oil that is used 
as an element of hospitality. David's referring to the perfumed oil that is an element of hospitality that was given to refresh the traveler after a long journey. And oil in the Scripture is associated with gladness. You can see this in Psalm 104, verse 15. You can read about it again in your own time in Ecclesiastes chapter 9, verses 7 and 8. But the presence of oil in Psalm 23 reminds us that as we come into the dwelling place of the Lord, our host who invites us in. He anoints our head with oil and that reminds us that we have come to the end of a long journey because we have come to the place where He dwells. It reminds us that as we come and embrace the invitation of the Lord that we are received and we are welcomed and we are blessed because He anoints us with His oil. It reminds us that as we accept His invitation and come into His habitation, that we are under His care and that His provision is ours. And because of that, our hearts are filled with gladness because we are receiving the goodness of God as we embrace His invitation to come and be with Him. He fills our hearts with gladness. When we accept the Lord's invitation, David concludes verse 5 by reminding us that he provides unending abundance. David says, My cup overflows. That when I come into the dwelling place of the Lord, my cup overflows, and this symbolizes the unending abundance. Of God that He provides to those who accept His invitation. So the picture is this. No matter how much is taken from the cup, it continues to be filled and to spill over with God's goodness and kindness forever. David describes this reality in this way in Psalm 16, verse 11. And it just reinforces what he is telling us in verse 5 of Psalm 23. He says, You will show me the path of life, and in your presence is fullness of joy, and at your right hand are pleasures forevermore. So I want us to see clearly as we conclude the two choices that we have, the two paths that we can choose to walk upon. One is a path where we strive in our own strength and our power to meet the challenges of life. And in the, on that journey and on that path, we experience hunger and thirst and weariness that we cannot address. But then the other path that God has made available to us is one where we 
experience His plenty, His gladness, and His abundance that is unending and overflowing with life and joy. And I want you to know today, church, that God is not stingy, but rather He gives generously to all who come to Him. That generosity is what allows us to experience the power and the abundance of the things that only He can give. So as we look at Psalm 23, verse 5 today, I call us to this response. I ask you to take a look within to see where your life is at. To see how you've been responding to the circumstances of our day. And to be honest enough to say, I need to come to the Lord. I need more of His work in my life. And as we weigh and ponder these things, I ask you to make where you are an altar. An altar that humbles yourself before the throne of grace. So that you can come to the Lord with an honesty So that you can come to the Lord with a response that just simply says, Lord, I need more of you. And however you need to come to Him, and however you need to accept His invitation, whether you be weary or hungry and thirsty or in need of forgiveness, Move in His direction today. Take a seat at His table. Allow Him to fill your heart again with gladness. And make room in your life for His abundance. So as you weigh and ponder the place where you find yourself, would you make where you are at an altar? Would you bow your head and close your eyes with me? And would you ask the Lord to speak to you directly? Recognizing that the truth of what we have shared from His Word today is for you. And all that you need to do is re respond to His invitation and come to Him. Lord, I pray that You would speak clearly. 
to each and every one of us. And as we make, Lord God, the place where we are an altar before You, would You meet us in that place, O God? And would You lift us up and would You fill us and would You draw near to us want you to begin to confess your need. I want you to begin to share your heart, pour your heart out to the Lord today. Know that He hears you. Know that His arm is not too short. And know that He is the way and the answer. And that He wants to lead you through every dark valley and shadow that life brings to us to a new place of provision in Him. Follow Him today and receive His invitation, my friends. Bring the hidden things into the light. Confess your sin before the Lord today. Evict those things that have occupied space and invite the Lord back in and reject the things and the arguments of this world. the work of the kingdom might be reestablished and prosper in your life. Lord, I just pray that you'd be ministering in every room where we find ourselves today. Lord, as we call on your name and as we open our hearts to you, Lord God, I pray that you would fill us. Fill us with your gladness again, Lord. Let your joy overflow in our lives. May we know the abundance of your overflowing cup. So Lord, we come to you. We take a seat at the table. We invite you to fill our hearts today. And we make room for you. Lord, we make room for you. Lord, I pray that as your church, in the name of Jesus and all that he has done, and the word and the power of our testimony, may it flow from our lips more than any other thing. Lord, we need an awakening. Lord, we need revival, Lord God. Not only within our hearts, but within our land. And Lord, we pray for our community. We pray for our nation, Lord. Let there be a sweeping revival that would come. Lord, may the light push back the darkness. And may we make you known 
that others might know you as Savior and Lord. Lord, we invite a new work. We invite a new work, Lord. Lord, I just pray that you would lift up the hands of the weary. I pray that you would stir a new hunger and a new thirst within us, Lord. And I pray that we would know the power of your forgiveness and redemption afresh and anew today. Have your way. Have your way. Have your way, Lord. Have your way. Just continue to call on the name of the Lord. give opportunity before we conclude. For someone to know Christ as their personal Lord and Savior. The reality for mankind is sin separates us from God, but Jesus has made a way. He has broken the power of sin and He has created a very clear path for us to be restored and in right relationship with God. And if you've never received Him as Lord and Savior, or maybe you walked away from a commitment and the Lord is calling you back today, I want you to be reminded that you can know Him and you can know His life and you can know His power. And it can be at work in you. But the first step is this. You have to confess your sin. You have to receive Him as Lord and Savior of your life. And you must embrace a faith that begins with believing that He was resurrected on the third day. find yourself in a room today where you're saying that's a decision that I need to make take that step of asking Christ to forgive you and confess him as your Lord and tell him that you believe that he is the son of God who rose again on the third day and as you do that faith is established the scriptures declare that the heavens rejoice. And we are told that because of what Christ has done, we receive new life. We become a new creation. We are born again. And you can know that and be confident in that. 
but here's how your journey continues. You need to remain in the Word, consuming the Word, receiving it into your life, embracing its truth, and doing what it says. But you also need to be a part of a community of faith, part of other believers. So if you've made that decision today and you need help in those first initial steps, would you reach out to someone that you know who knows Christ? Would you call the church office and talk to one of our pastoral staff? We'll help you along the way. But make that commitment today. So Lord, I thank you for the truth and the power of your word. I thank you for your work in our lives. I thank you for what you are doing in us and through us. And I pray, Lord God, that this week we would know your grace and your mercy. We would know your power to keep us and to watch over us. And may we be given many opportunities to share all that you have done with a world that so desperately needs to know you. So Lord, I pray your blessing upon your people. And I thank you for this time that we have shared. And we look forward to being together again soon. And we pray all of these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Rock Church family, we love you. Thank you for being a part of this service today. We look forward to being together again soon. Continue to pray for our community and for our people. We love you. May the Lord watch over you and keep you until we gather again. God bless. Thank you for joining us on our podcast today. We hope this has been a blessing in your life, and we look forward to having you joining us in person for a service soon. Our service times are Thursday nights at 7 o'clock and two services on Sunday morning at 8 a.m. and 10 a.m. God bless you.